What is going on, everybody? Another edition of the Sports Card Show. Just some general stuff um, to talk about. Nothing really um, super exciting, I guess. I mean, that's a great way to start the podcast, but uh, to dampen maybe your anticipation for the show. We don't have any um, really super exciting things, but just some general news and kind of views from the hobby. Let's start it off with, um, I'm just going to go rapid fire, and this isn't going to be a very long show. So, first one that came across uh, the wire today, Upper Deck signs a deal with Euro League Basketball to uh, include autographs and memorabilia cards from Euro League players inside of um, Upper Deck Basketball products starting next year in 2015. Thought this was mildly interesting. I think it's 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 probably mildly, um, you know. I guess there's a little bit of value add um, if you're into upper deck basketball. I mean, obviously the the chase there is is the Michael Jordans and and the LeBron James and and stuff like that. But um, as far as I know, just from kind of an outside perspective, looking at upper deck products, they've gotten a little stale. I mean, they have like David Robinson and it's like Hakeem Olajuwon and it's kind of Gary Payton. And it's kind of, it seems like the same group of guys and those guys ultimately outside of LeBron and, um, Michael Jordan, they ultimately end up signing for Panini as well. So you have this kind of overlap of players. Well, with kind of an exclusive EuroLeague basketball player, I can't tell you who this is going to include, but there's got to be some guys that probably have some some collectability. Obviously not. We're probably not looking at hundreds of dollars and certainly not thousands of dollars for any of these guys. But um, it could create some interesting, you know, there's a lot of NBA players that get drafted uh, often in the first round and sometimes on the lottery uh, that don't ever co- don't come to the NBA for a couple of years. So it could kind of bridge the gap if you're really into the NBA or if you're really into collecting your guys as rookie. Well, Panini's not going to be able to make them, but if he's playing in EuroLeague basketball, you might be able to get score one of his rookie cards. It might introduce a little bit of prospecting, uh, you know, because we've seen a lot of like Ricky Rubio and there's been uh, numerous players that have come over from EuroLeague basketball uh, to come to the NBA and ultimately are successful. So uh, might create some XRC, XRC rookie cards and, and things like that. Uh, mildly, probably mildly uh, good news if you're into upper deck basketball. Um, like I said, I think I think they could use some diversification, and this might uh, allow them to include some cards that you you really can't find uh, anywhere else. So I thought that was kind of uh, interesting. It's about all we could say about that, I guess, until the cards come out. Uh, collector crate. This is not a formal recommendation. This person emailed me and wanted to know if I wanted a free one, and I didn't answer back. I don't really, I don't really want anything for free, uh, but I'll talk about it for free. Uh, and uh, so maybe that's a better deal for him. You don't have to send me anything and I'll still talk about it. Um, one thing I noticed right off the bat is there's a domain issue. There's somebody that owns collectorscrate.com and they sell us uh, like dolls or something. And this is collector crate. So if you search it in Google, there there's some overlap and there's some some mistakes happening there. You know, I, you might be confused on which one you're going to there. So I thought that was that's that's not very good. But um, I've seen a lot of people post reviews about this, and I'd be wary of anybody that posts a review of this and says, "Hey, it was great." Chances are they didn't pay for it. 
You know what I mean? I'd even ask them like, hey, did you actually, would you pay? Not, the, the, the plans go, if you're, if you're not familiar with how these crates and now this subscription model works, there's something that we talked about on a show previous called Loot Crate uh, that I think is far more uh, diversified and, and probably is, you know, th- out, not to ruin my point on this further, but I think this guy's going to have to diversify into other kind of collector crates, not just the sports market. It's not going to get big enough for him to sustain this. But um, there's three different levels. There's a bronze, a silver, and a gold. And bronze starts you out at $29.99 a month. Silver is at $69.99 a month. And you go to all the way to gold at $99 a month. And I think everybody that's been doing a review has been getting a gold one at $99 a month. So I don't know. Again, I would, I would urge you to you know not run out and buy this off the recommendation of somebody because they probably paid zero dollars and zero cents for it outside of their time putting up a few tweets and and whatever a youtube video or whatever they else they might do um would i pay even 29.99 a month for this no i would not 69 no way and 99 dollars heck no there's a lot of things i'd rather buy for 99 dollars i mean like cable bill is like $99 and imagine the, the enjoyment you get. I mean, a really nice cable bill is $99. I've seen direct TV. They run promotions. I don't know how many channels you get. Uh, and I've seen cable, you know, for $19.99 a month, if you agree to like a contract. So this is over and above what you get for your TV, which you can, you know, I don't know what the stats are, but you, the average person is probably consuming hours and hours of TV every day. Throw in something like Netflix, that's like ten ninety nine or whatever their price. I know they raise their prices, but Netflix will give you tremendous amount of enjoyment. I subscribe to Hulu and I probably watch it. You know, I watch like one show on there, but it's it's like eight ninety nine, ninety nine, nine ninety nine. So it's like I just let it keep renewing. Even I think my wife uses it a little bit more than I do, but um, I probably don't get the use out of Hulu for ten dollars a month. But it's ten bucks. It's not thirty. It's not seventy. It's not a hundred. So I think there's some challenges there with this business model. Um, I don't think you're going to get enough. I, I could be wrong. Could be totally wrong. But I think he's the person that runs the site. I'm not exactly sure, sure who it is. But I think they're going to run into some challenges. At some point, you're going to, you're going to, you know, obviously there's some churn. You'll have people subscribe to it. They'll do it for a couple months and then they'll get tired of it or they'll, you know, they won't see any value in it. So I think... There'll be some challenges there. Acquiring new customers might cost well over and above what it actually, you know, obviously has costs that go into this. Um, So I think there's going to be some challenges with this business model. Um, But I do like the creativity. I think the packaging's nice. I think the website looks looks halfway decent, halfway professional. Um, So at least they've they've solved some challenges there. Uh, the other thing I think that other people out there, if you're trying to, in this business uh, to make money and trying to, uh, you know, sell into customers, the, the criticism I've always had of group breaking is, is you're selling pretty much every day. You have to sell the new product. You have to sell the new, whatever new group break, uh, whatever new product is out of it, whether it's hoops basketball or certified football or whatever is out, you've got to sell 30 spots for it. And if you've got a whole case, you've got to sell maybe more than that. You know, you make it a lot easier on yourself if you just sold kind of blocks at a time, years at a, you know, a whole year or a whole season or, um, you know, locked people in to kind of a first right to buy the bills. You know, somebody's 
racing to your website to buy the bills in every break, just offer them the chance to buy it at every break. You know, send a, send out a private email. Hey, you know, we're going to get certified football in next month. Here's the price. If you want it, let me know. If not, then I'll go on Twitter and, and Instagram or wherever else I got to go to sell this thing. So I kind of like that, you know, they're building a subscription model. But like I said, I think it's going to be tough to build up enough customers here to make it worth it. These these subscription models, they, they when they work, it's great and it's, it's awesome. You're going to make money um, and stuff like that. But the ones that I've seen that make money, I don't know how he's sourcing all these boxes. My guess is he's not getting it for free. The ones that I've seen do really well are the ones that actually get the product for free. I've seen a health one where you get... You tell them if you're gluten free or you're lactose free or whatever, whatever health vegetarian or whatever, whatever health kick you're on, you tell the company and then they get stuff for free. They get Cliff Bar to send them bars for free. They get overstock or whatever stuff from that didn't sell or whatever from a company. I've also seen that in the cosmetic space because the cosmetic space has margins in the hundreds and even thousands of percentage points. Cosmetic companies will send you stuff for free. And there's also a lot of people trying to break into the cosmetic business and even the health food kind of niche. So if you if you come out with a new eyeliner, you come out with new lipstick or whatever, it's hard to get on the shelf of Dillard's or Macy's or or get any traction online. So they send them to these these companies that already have a subscription base with the hopes of, oh, I try the new lipstick or I try this eyeliner or try this face mask or whatever it is. And they end up going out and buy it. I don't see that to be the case with Loot Crate. You're basically just getting more than likely a lot of closeout stuff, autographed cards that they were able to source, um, different kind of packs that are on closeout at dollar stores, retail products that get sent. A lot of it looks like retail products, which we'll talk about in a minute, often get sent to Target. And then when they don't sell through at Target, get sent back and are repackaged and put at the 99 cent store or sometimes DA card rolled and, and blow out offer them or, or whatever might be the case. So I don't recommend you doing this business model. Um, the only business with these kind of collector crate things, I think the only way it works is if you get the stuff for free because he's, you know, he's charging you $29.99 to $99 a month. Um, plus, you know, the shipping is included there. But he's got to pay for this stuff. He's got to pay for the cards. He's got to pay for the boxes. As far as I know, I don't think he's getting this stuff for free. I don't think, you know, the companies, like I said, in a high margin business, in food products, not necessarily high margin, but kind of trying to break through, but certainly the cosmetics and, and that kind of margin, the margins there allow, allow cust, you know, companies to send this stuff out for free, send out a thousand of them, or if they have it just kind of sitting there in their warehouse, it's kind of eating up space and eating up money. So they, they send them to places like this. So, um, whether or not the person that started this really thought through all that, I don't know. But um, I, I, I kind of wonder if, if it, it will really work out. But uh, that's just kind of my objective look at this. Uh, this is why I didn't ask for one for free because then it's kind of hard to say, oh, I don't like it. Uh, but And I don't think I would. I think I would have got it for – I would have said, wow, I would have had to pay $99 for this for a couple packs and a jersey and an autograph card. You know, I probably could have gotten on eBay or check out my cards or whatever and gotten the same kind of value for much less. Um, and I don't see anything – Loot Crate has kind of that – 
when I was looking into Loot Crate, and again, this is not a formal recommendation of them, um, but they had kind of a mega crate or something that, you know, a random number of people that subscribed and it was no purchase necessary, which you must must be able to do for legalese reasons. But um, they offered this mega crate. So there was this kind of incentive to subscribe or at least enter that contest so you get one of these mega crates that are worth, you know, where you're getting 500 to to $1,000 or more worth of stuff. And I don't see that kind of incentive here. Maybe it's something they add uh, later on. But uh, interesting concept. But again, I don't think the market's big enough. I don't think his margins are going to be high enough. And he's going to find after, you know, six to 12 months, something like this to keep acquiring new customers is going to be rather difficult. So we'll see what happens here. Uh, the other thing is, is he could expand, since he has some branding and maybe some following, he could expand into the other more profitable niches, you know, um, or maybe not necessarily more profitable, but just expand into other businesses. So you're going to start expanding your customer base, um, expand into comic books, expand into coins or whatever, you know, coin. I know guys that love grab bags of coin. I know several people that love grab bags of coins, getting, you know, a bag of nickels that might have some buffalo nickels in it, getting a bag of pennies that might have some, uh, you know, pre-war copper pennies or whatever it is. Um, so I think there's some ways to expand it, but, um, you know, we'll see if they go down that route. Um, I could be wrong, but I just don't think there's enough margin and enough customer demand to sustain this over years and years and years to make, Real money. I mean, I think you're going to be putting a lot of work on this um, to make not very much money. Moving on, now that I just totally trashed, didn't really trash. Again, if you want to go out and buy this and pay twenty nine ninety a month to ninety nine ninety dollars a month, that's that's on you. If that that kind of money is not that big of a deal for you to spend on this kind of stuff, go ahead. I don't really care. Speaking of money, and speaking of retail products. 2014-15 Panini Prestiges at Target only. So I have a couple interesting takes here. I don't I don't know that Target is just jumping up and down and saying, "Yeah, we need we need to be the exclusive of this product over over and above a Walmart or over and above kind of hobby shops." I think this was was you know, I don't I to be honest with you, I don't think Panini and Target really even teamed up on this kind of thing. My guess is that when I, I haven't been to a Walmart in a while, um, it's just not a place I like shopping. And by the, you know, if you look into the company, it looks like customers feel the same way as I do because their same store sales are going down. And I've been a long criticism of this podcast. I've slipped it in time and time again over years. I've said Walmart is a business that for sure, 100%, I don't know when it's going to go out of business or go the way of of these failed retail, like Sears is barely holding on. And we've seen uh, electronic stores like good guys go bye-bye and circuit city go bye-bye and best buys been in trouble. And they, now they're leasing out space inside their store to, to, you know, Samsung and Amazon and other places Well, it might be a decent strategy, but Walmart is a terrible business, terrible business model. And will slowly start to fade away. Kind of like you, you, McDonald's has also seen some some headwinds and, and, and struggling. And, and year over year sales are going down. Um, it's because they don't offer a very good product. 
And but the times I've been in Walmart, I've seen the card aisle get smaller and smaller and smaller. Certainly Target has a much um, greater presence. And it could be that Walmart's charging more. It's not selling through at Walmart. Walmart's demographic customer is not buying cards. And so now when I go to a Target, I barely see any cards. It's like a really tiny, at least the Targets, uh, the Walmarts I've been to, it's a really small portion of, of, you know, it's where lighters are, batteries are. It's one little kiosk, one tiny little thing by a register. You almost have to hunt around for it. Uh, my guess is Target is maybe it's selling through cards are selling through um panini i believe partners with somebody else who then buys the shelf space shelf space at target isn't free you know maybe there's a couple brands that obviously have to be at target maybe like the i know the toilet paper aisle is way in the corner of the store and some other stuff is you know has to be at target but a lot of that stuff the manufacturer and and the person selling that it's paying to be there. They're literally paying Target to be on the shelf. And it's, you know, obviously big brands like Kraft or Coca-Cola and Pepsi and Frito-Lay and, and stuff like that um, might not necessarily have to pay a lot or have to do a lot to get on the shelf. But smaller brands, smaller sell-through things, certainly stuff like cards, they have to pay to be there. And so that's what's happening with uh, Panini and, and, and other things. Don't think that Target is just loving to have sports cards sit there because the, the stuff just doesn't sell. So they're paying to be there. And um, Panini Prestige Basketball is going to be an exclusive at Target, I think, for a while. I don't think it's going to sell well enough. And so I think you'll see that this stuff ends up getting sent back, especially there's a $200 box. There's a premium edition of Prestige. That is going to be $200. Yes, $200 a target. Now, I don't know that many people on a single purchase at Target to spend $200 is, you know, yeah, if you're buying a Dyson vacuum cleaner, which are fantastic vacuum cleaners, by the way. Uh, of course, I got mine as a gift, so uh, I might be, I don't think I would have ever paid what they actually cost. Um, but outside of that, and like iPads, I think are 200 bucks there, uh, obviously more than that, uh, stuff like that, Beats headphones are expensive. Um, yeah, you're going into Target, maybe buying something like that, but I think there's going to be a lot of maybe sticker shock. You're going to maybe have a kid grab this off the shelf and say, hey, mom, I want this box, and she's going to get to the register, and it's going to be... $200, she's going to be like, what? You know, there better be, uh, you know, LeBron James better pop out of the box for that price. I don't think this is going to sell very well. I don't think a lot of people go to Target looking to just kind of casual, insp- considering where the aisle of sports cards usually is. It's right by the register, which is meant for more kind of casual, you know, 4 or $5 purchases, usually high margin, low dollar purchases. I don't know how well a $200 box is going to sell. Certainly there'll be diehards out there buying this stuff, um, but probably not, probably not that many. Um, so my guess is a lot of this premium edition stuff, it's going to get sent back and you're going to see it at blowout for 150. You're going to see it at DA or whatever um, for less, or they'll repackage it and give it back to the group breakers and, the, and they'll do it. Um, so, I thought that was interesting. There's a plus edition, which is at 65, which is more in line with um, probably what people are willing to pay, or uh, certainly without kind of the shock of uh, shock of that. Uh, there's going to be traditional blaster boxes for 20. There's going to be hanger boxes for 10. 
and there's going to be packs available for $4. So they're hitting all the price point. I just think that $200 price point, I think they should have gone to 100 I mean, they go from 65 to 200 Uh Certainly, I think they're going to have some trouble. I don't know how they're going to package these things to avoid theft and, and stuff like that. I know that just in my town, somebody tried to steal iPads uh, from Target. I'm sure it was, I don't think it was off the show floor. It's probably out of the back uh, warehouse and, and probably, you know, somewhat of an inside job or whatever. But certainly there'll be some, some, some people probably trying to figure out a way to steal these or try to figure out a way to get them to ring it up instead of $200, get it to ring up for much less, which people often try to do. Or they put them inside of, you know, they buy a, uh, you know, a container and they put stuff in it and then they, they go and try to check out for just the price of the container. But um, so we'll see. Uh, I think they're going to have some trouble uh, selling that through. I don't. I don't necessarily agree with uh, that strategy. But um, certainly, if you're in the market for a two hundred dollar box at Target, uh, I just think this is kind of this is also a sign of again. Uh, I don't think Panini Panini wants to sell at Walmart. Panini wants to be everywhere. But the fact that they're only doing this at Target shows me that Walmart. You know, not that they knocked on Walmart's door or anything, but Walmart probably has different, um, you know, a different price structure or whatever. Uh, Walmart's not economically feasible to to not only put out something like Prestige, but probably a lot of products. And so uh, we'll see what's going, what goes forward with this. And certainly as, as the years, years tread on, if this stuff doesn't sell at Target, Target starts charging you more and more for the shelf space because Target could put anything where the sports cards are. It could put way more, put their own branded products or put a new product or put a product that has far more mass appeal than trading cards. And so you might see that going forward. Might, you know, I'm sure if you own a hobby shop or if you want to support hobby shops, you hope to God that happens. You hope Target uh, eventually charges so much that the margins just aren't there. Uh, so we'll see. I don't know if that, that ultimately happened, but I have noticed that the Walmart self space has shrunk and Walmart's got square footage to burn. I mean, Walmart's got a ton of square footage in all their stores. Uh, you'd think that they'd have room for this, but um, obviously they don't. So we'll see. Last topic of the day. Again, this is going to be a short show. But, uh, you know, in today's, we got got the World Series. I saw people on Twitter complaining about the Giants. And I can understand if you're not a Giants fan, you might be kind of tired of them. And it's the Royals and the Giants, two wild card teams, two teams that I think won less than 90 games during the regular season. But the thing, I anybody that complained about that, if that was your team, if you're a fan of the Mets, if you're a fan of the uh, the Braves or you're the fan of the A's or whatever team you're a fan of, if they made it through in the same fashion the Giants or the Royals did, would you be on Twitter or on social media complaining, saying, oh, they don't deserve to be there, oh, the MLB, blah, blah, blah? No, you wouldn't be. You'd be jumping up and down and celebrating. So take it with some class or do what I do. If my teams, I didn't watch, I don't even know who was in the World Series last year. Honest to God, I think the Red Sox won. I don't know who they played. I didn't watch a minute of that, but I didn't complain. I didn't say, oh, the Red Sox, ah, blah, blah, blah. Oh, the, the other team was in it, ah, la, la, la. I don't care. My team's not in it. I don't watch. I do watch the Super Bowl. I did watch the NBA Finals, but there's been years where I've been upset the Lakers didn't make it or upset a certain team that I was rooting for didn't make it. I didn't watch the NBA Finals. But I didn't sit there and complain. Oh, my team didn't make it. Oh, the the NBA should do this or the MLB should do this. Nah, take it in stride, guys. 
And maybe some of you, maybe you're not. I'm, I've been lucky. I'm a Lakers fan. I've seen many championships, and I'm sure there'll be many more to come in my lifetime. Just being in L.A. and being the kind of organization they are, they'll turn it around. They've got some management issues, and that's reflected on the court, but they'll figure it out at some point. And I've been obviously really blessed to be a fan of the Giants. And they've been in the World Series three of the last five years. And I just don't think that's that's not a sign of the MLB. It's not a sign of there's a flawed structure. It's just what happens. They're obviously a good team. They obviously know when to turn it on. They obviously can handle the pressure. We've seen, team, if you watched any of the Giants series, we've seen wild pitches and throwaways and base running mistakes and throwing mistakes and all this stuff. And the Giants really don't make those mistakes. And that's why you win. So I encourage all of you out there, if you're not a fan of a team and, and your team doesn't make it, take it in stride. When your team doesn't make it, con- either congratulate the other team or don't say anything. You think I like the Spurs? I mean, I'm a Lakers fan. We, you know, we battled with the Spurs for the last for my whole life, basically, especially the last 10, 15 years. But the Spurs are a great team. Is the NBA system flawed? I don't know. The, you know, there's only like three or four teams that can win the NBA championship. If you're a fan of the Bucks or the Timberwolves or the, you know, a lot of teams out there, the Hawks, the Pistons, the Suns, your, your team's never going to win. Even on teams that are marginally good, like the Warriors or even like the Dallas Mavericks and some of those teams that are, you know, considered contenders, the Rockets, they're never going to win the NBA championship. It's just the way the NBA works. I don't know why, but it's just how it works. Moving on, Panini Black, this is our last topic, Panini Black Friday was announced. So the details of that, it looks a little, eh, you know, kind of just whatever this year. There was a 65-card base set. Looked like it only included 15 rookies. Certainly not the breadth I've seen um, in years past of veterans and, and other athletes. Um, it's probably going to be like a lot of rookie premiere stuff, you know, sticker autographs and things of that nature. But... Again, it's kind of a value add. This year is kind of interesting. It's it's limited to forty thousand packs. So there's a you know a, a a set number on the number of packs. It's round table panini round table stores only. So you need to participate whatever it takes to participate in this panini round table. Um, they also suggest that it must be sold through the store. So they don't want these on eBay, they don't want these, you know, I don't think they want them to wear buy into this group break and get these Black Friday packs. They really want this to be a store driver come into the store. They're suggesting for every $15, um, you get one pack. And for the card shop, um, it looks like for every $11 on certain products uh, you buy through a distributor, get one pack. So there's a little margin there, I guess. Um, so the you know, the hobby shop owner has to spend for every $11 on a product. So if it's a $110 product, they get, um, I guess that's 10 packs. Um, and Panini suggests if you're customers, if they, for every $15, they get one pack of this. But I think it's up to the hobby store owner. You know, maybe if you get 300 packs or whatever, or a thousand packs, maybe you don't, maybe you don't have that many, maybe you can't sell that much Panini stuff. So you might have to do it, you know, for every $5 or every $10. I don't know. 
but um, certainly a, a good value add for you guys out there. Um, if you're into this stuff, I think trying to take it off eBay and trying to take away just the blatant sell through of the packs um, and certainly taking it out of the hands of group breakers will certainly help uh, store owners that are trying to move product at a margin that is, is at least respectable and can make them a little bit of money, put some money in their pocket. So uh, certainly will be interesting to follow, um, both as a customer and obviously if you're a retailer out there, if you're not a part of the round table, I guess this is incentive to, to do that. Cause I, I'm, my guess is they're going to continue this trend going forward for the father's day and whatever other packs they end up doing. Um, they probably will ultimately make that a requirement. So you might as well, uh, whatever you got to do to jump on board there, um, might be kind of worth it at this point uh but that about wraps it up we'll keep it a 30 minute show one of the shorter ones that we've had but um you know like i said we've got world series baseball we've got hockey i know that there's hockey guys out there there's the hockey season has started we're in full swing in college football i mean there was just an awesome game with notre dame and florida state last weekend i mean it's like College football, I know I said this on the last show, it's so much better. We had the Monday night game last night with the Niners. That was a blowout, and other than Peyton Manning breaking a record, it was it was pretty much just kind of a blah, 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 you know, kind of show. I haven't really seen that many nail-biting football games uh, this year. It just seems like that's just, especially on primetime TV, it's just, just how it's gone. Um, but with college football, there's just all these kind of nail-biting, and then there's upsets, and there's all kinds of stuff happening. So, very entertaining there we've got basketball starting here in a week or two so uh, and obviously we get into the football season football season does get good at around playoff you know december time playoff time those games typically are uh, very competitive and also you know often very compelling so we have that to wait forward to but we'll have to wade through all these blowouts and kind of you know mismatch games on uh, primetime tv for now but that's it for now Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully you guys are all doing well. Hopefully you guys are hitting the big cards and your group breaks and your box breaks and uh, getting good deals on single cards. For now, we are out of here.